I'm sure all of us in various ways have been affected by this week's record-breaking heatwave, but some in far more serious ways. We know, for example, that there have been 30 deaths in this country, according to the Career Centres for Disease Control and Prevention. Sadly, one suspects that um, those are the ones we know about directly related to the heat, but there have been thousands of people who have fallen ill, also in ways that we can say for sure are related to the temperature. But why is an increase by a few degrees so dangerous? It's not like we ever have cold summers here. Dr. Karen Chan from Hong Kong College of Emergency Medicine joins us on the line to explain further. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And Hong Kong, just like us, is very accustomed to humidity and right. has also been going through a heat wave, though hotter than usual. Can you describe the conditions there for us? So Hong Kong Observatory reports very hot weather warning every day in the past weeks, and the maximum temperature is around 33 degrees Celsius this morning, and uh, we have the humidity around 75 to 80 percent. So occasionally there's regional uh, thunderstorms, and there's also very high UV index. I think of a, a comparison between a sauna and a steam room, and any anyone who's experience both will realize that uh, a steam room becomes much more uncomfortable at a far lower temperature. Are humid conditions then particularly dangerous for the general public? Uh, Yes, of course, because the high humidity also increases uh, the risk of the heat illness uh, because it will interfere with the evaporation of the sweat. So when you're uh, feeling hot, you will sweat. So there's uh, this this interruption of the evaporation and your body's way of cooling. So uh, high humidity uh, actually affects our health together with the heat. The thing is, to go from feeling a bit uncomfortable in the heat to actually falling ill and even dying, that seems like, well, just completely extreme. It's hard to imagine how someone would be in that position where they wouldn't be able to, in a developed nation, escape to the cold or get a drink to, to avoid being in that situation. How, how does that happen typically? Because so, some of the victims of illness here have been young, healthy people. Oh, yes. Uh, actually, a heat-related illness can strike anyone. So it's, uh, it's not uh, specifically uh, affecting anyone that's of particular age. However, uh, for those uh, very young or the elderly or some uh, with chronic illnesses, those individuals uh, could be compromised at a greater risk. So when you uh, experience fair, uh, heat or uh, intense heat, actually prolonged exposure can cause heat-related illnesses from very mild uh, types Uh, for example, like heat exhaustion, heat cramps, to very severe uh, types, uh, such as heat stroke. If people have to be outdoors, for example, those in the farming sector, one out of five people who passed away have been farmers in this country. Is there anything they can do, like wearing a large hat, drinking regularly? Is that a way of ensuring that they're not going to be seriously ill? Um, uh, in fact, my advice will be uh, reducing the excessive exposure to those high temperatures. 
Of course, uh, if those uh, are people who need to work outdoor, they have to be uh, having very uh, uh, intense precautions. For example, in general, they have to uh, stay cool and stay well hydrated, especially in the workplace. I would suggest them to limit the time in the heat or increase the recovery time uh, by spending uh, the rest uh, hours in a cooler environment. Of course, they have to reduce the metabolic demand of the job. And uh, if working in the heat makes them uh, read a heart pounding or uh, leave them gasping for breath, they need to stop all the activities and get into a cool area and or into the shade and uh, take a rest so that the body has chance to recover. So if you get to the point where your heart's pounding and you're struggling for breath, that's, that's like the body's warning sign. You've got to do something right yes. now. Yes, right. Those are the warning signs. Are there any other warning signs that we should be aware of? To, I mean, the uh, kind to take seriously. Right. Uh, if they uh, have some mild uh, heat exhaustion, they will experience some headaches, dizziness, or increase in the sweating, feeling malaise, uh, weak, and, uh, of course, uh, thirsty sensation. They need to stay cool and they need to have plenty of water uh, to replenish uh, the fluids as well as the salts. Then, uh, actually, that can prevent uh, the, those more severe heat-related illnesses. As you pointed out before, those who are vulnerable to start off with uh, anything that's going to weaken their system, intuitively, we can understand why that would be dangerous. But... When we realise that 35.4% of the people who've been falling ill this summer in this country have been in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s, why, why is that? Um, I think uh, that uh, might be related to uh, the time of exposure uh, or in just under the sun because sometimes the young people, they actually did not realize uh, the risk or uh, when they just have the discomfort, then uh, it will be rather late. However, for elderly or uh, those who are weaker, uh, they are more likely to have rest when they feel just a little bit discomfort. But in fact, heat-related illnesses can strike anyone. So it's not like any age-specific illness. Right. The other thing is air conditioning. If if uh, we need to stay cool, air conditioning seems to be one of the golden standard options. But there are a lot of people who complain that they feel ill when they've spent too much time in air conditioning and they're going from the extreme heat and humidity to a much drier, sometimes actually downright cold environment what would your advice be when we're trying to stay cool indoors um i would advise uh, well ventilated uh, places instead of uh, purely air conditioned places so actually well ventilated with uh adequate ventilation and uh, actually can reduce uh the environmental temperature indoors so it's rather, rather than uh, purely uh, with uh, just air conditioning. So, so ventilation is more important. So some people are actually unable to afford air conditioning. 
Yes, right. And, and right. C- can they still be okay, though? Are, are there still things they can do indoors without having access to air conditioning to make sure that they'll be safe? Uh, yes, that's a quick, good question. Uh, in fact, uh, in Hong Kong, not everyone can afford air, con- air, air conditioning as well. So um, we will advise them to have uh, open uh, air uh, with the uh, windows or opened and uh, with good ventilation. And they can use their fan, electric fan, if they have one at home. And, uh, of course, they can uh, put uh, the ice packs or some cool pads uh, uh, over the armpits or uh, they can have a shower like every uh, couple of hours. Then actually can keep them cool inside without any air conditioning. Yeah, I was talking to um, a friend recently who said he, he, he was unable to access air conditioning and he, he just had a cool bath. Uh, yeah. So, so having a cool shower or a cool a bath is quite a good thing to do. Is it before going to bed? Yes, yes, that that will be helping a lot. Yeah, that's interesting to note. Um, is there any other advice that you'd want to share with us? Just finally, again, learning from someone who's in a country that deals with with the heat quite consistently, uh, because this is something the world's simply going to have to get used to. It seems in future years. I agree. Um, seems that uh, the whole, whole planet is getting hotter and hotter every year. And uh, uh, however, in Hong Kong, we we don't observe uh, very much um, morbidities and mortalities related to the heat-related illnesses recently. So I I, I actually uh, don't have the exact figures and statistics right now. And um, uh. But that's an interesting point you raise, and there does seem to be something in that, that when you're in a country that's more accustomed to hot weather, there seem to be less fatalities. Yes. I mean, they're talking about, for example, in the UK, which is nowhere near as hot as Seoul, but when they get to 30, suddenly they're, they're, they're worried about people passing away. So, obviously, there seems to be something biologically the body starts to adjust when you spend a lot of time in hot weather. Right. As uh, as you know, there's uh, Southeast Asia. Actually, they have uh, uh, the hot weathers all year round. So um, that there's not much mortalities reported in the Southeast Asia. Yeah, very. Uh, in- for example, Thailand or uh, Burma or even the Indonesia. Yeah. Very interesting, Doctor Chan. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.